How do you run a business when you suffer from chronic anxiety? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can find out about me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today, I'm really glad and proud to be diving into a conversation with you that I think is really neglected in the entrepreneurial space. And that's the knowledge and awareness I have that a lot of business owners in the space struggle with chronic anxiety. It's not something we talk about. And when we do talk about it, we often call it something else. We'll call it imposter syndrome. We'll call it, you know, ADD. We'll call it, you know, like squirrel syndrome. Anything that gets us away from naming it for what it is, and that's anxiety. I started a conversation with you on last week's shows around the issue that depression can have for business owners and the struggles that people can face and the fact that nobody's talking about it. And I worked really hard to bring that issue into the light and into the forefront of the conversation. At the time, I intuitively knew I was also going to have to talk about anxiety. Because for one thing, usually they can come hand in hand. Anxiety often can trigger depression for people and likewise, and vice versa. So depression can sometimes trigger anxiety. But I also received a listener letter in response to that conversation that I had with all of you. And I thought she does a really good job of sort of explaining herself and what it's like for an actual business owner to be struggling with this. So rather than having a conversation with you in the hypothetical, I'm able to dive into her experience experience, give her some advice and direction, and hopefully you all can benefit too. So let me dive into her letter and I'll find you all on the other side. Heather, thank you for bringing the topic of depression into the business mindset discussion. I agree with you that it's long overdue. I'm wondering if you would be willing to open the conversation a bit wider and talk about anxiety. There is talk everywhere about managing fear and combating fear, but what I struggle with is pervasive worry, not just when I'm about to do something new, but before I'm about to do anything. I'm worried if I'm being clear. I worry if I'm offending someone. I worry if I've chosen the right strategy. I worry about the risks and the choices I make every single day. Obviously, these are all distractions and they're slowing my progress, but I'm not sure what I can do about it. It's not like business ownership made me anxious. My mom tells me I was born anxious. Can you consider having this conversation on your show? Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you wrote it to me. And again, like I want to hear from business owners who are struggling with the real things that if you're hurting and you're struggling and suffering from depression, if you're managing anxiety, just like our listener today, write to me, share your story. I think we need to shed a light on this conversation and we need to know that you don't have to struggle and suffer in the dark. And this is something we can talk about. This is something I can help you with. And this is something we can all find our way with um, together. So thank you so much, um, today's listener, um, for sharing your experience and your question. And the first thing that I'm going to sort of point out is, you know, 
just because we're not public with things that we struggle with. So anxiety suffers just because you're not telling people on social media that you have anxiety, just because you're worried and, you know, sort of um, doubt before you hit send on an email or something like that doesn't show to your audience. It doesn't mean you don't know that you have it. And a lot of times anxiety suffers are really used to and adapted to sort of what I call the white knuckle approach, right? Like you just kind of grit your teeth and you set your jaw and you squeeze your fists and you just do the big scary thing or you just press play and you just go and you carry all that tension. So the first thing that I always ask people when they start with me around this, and I'm going to challenge those of you who have been struggling and suffering yourselves to do this yourself, is to do an inventory of what you have tried so far. What are the books on the topic that you have read? Who are the therapists that you've hired that have tried to work with you? What's the conversation with your doctor been like? Have you talked to friends? Have you talked to other anxiety sufferers? What have you already learned? What are you aware of as far as your triggers? What sort of successful strategies have you already put in place to manage this? What's your skill set that you know in your toolbox of things that absolutely work? And what are you aware of that you know just simply doesn't work? Because it's my observation when I talk to business owners that they say, oh my God, I've been anxiety, you know, I've been an anxious kid since the beginning of time. I've always been anxious. I've always been like this. And when I say, so what have you done about it? There's silence. Because so often we accept anxiety. We accept it as part of, sometimes people, I think, really honest to goodness, they accept it as a rite of passage. Like this means that I'm doing something. I am working hard, that I am overcoming this thing. Rather than recognizing that just like depression, anxiety is absolutely something that can and should be treated. So if you have been struggling with this for years and years and years, or you really are one of the business owners who became more anxious when you started to run and own your own business and hold more responsibility for decision making, you absolutely can and should get your anxiety treated. There are several people like myself in the mindset space who have the training to be able to diagnostically inform their treatment with you. And that would be my my recommendation. I think when people come to me and they say, oh my gosh, I did this mindset program before or I did this group program and I left just as anxious as I started, or I, you know, I just decided this is the way I was always going to be. It is largely my bias. One of two things. You haven't been sort of led and directed and taught by a trained provider or the directions and the exercises and the coaching that provider gave you challenged your anxiety, forced you to confront the things that you were uncomfortable with, so you dodged, worked around, and avoided, and never actually tried to do the exercises that you were directed to do. I can't tell you over the years in mental health therapy how many times I struggled with, I worked with people who were struggling with anxiety, and they wouldn't do what I had directed them to do in between weeks in between the sessions because they would get uncomfortable. They'd start to shake in their shoes a little bit and then they would become avoidant. So one 
of the things that I always ask people to start this conversation with is a gut check of what you have tried so far. And if you are included in the community of people who have tried very little, who have accepted anxiety as a way of moving through the world, I am going to ask you to ask yourself a follow-up question. What am I willing to do so I don't suffer more or could possibly suffer less? You have to make the choice for yourself that you don't want to live this way, that you don't want to feel this way, and that you believe there might be a way of living and moving through the world with less anxiety. Because the next part of this is coming to understand anxiety in your own life. I could spitball for you guys and wax poetic about all of the different parts of anxiety and how it serves people and how they use it to their benefit. But what is really important and critical for this conversation is what is the role that anxiety has played in your life. So for example, you know, listener today, your letter, the first thing I do want you to do is that gut check to see if you've just sucked it up and dealt your entire life and have never tried to get help and have never tried to get treatment. Or if you tried one person and they, you know, blew you off or you didn't like what they had to say, so you gave up and you didn't try somebody new, you know, but what are you willing to do now? How are you willing to show up for yourself? What are you willing to learn, seek, try and do in order to suffer less. And it's going to start with understanding yourself and the role that anxiety has played to be curious about it because anxiety is often used as a crutch for people. And one of the reasons why I think we've seen such a spike in it and we've seen more and more people talking about it isn't that it's become this more socially acceptable mental health disorder to have, but it's because anxiety like the, the avoidant anxious behaviors that are the result of anxiety are actually kind of socially desirable traits a lot. Anxious people want to be perfect. Anxious people pay attention to details. Anxious people foresee possible risk and respond because they're so wired to avoid the trigger. They're so programmed to avoid, you know, whatever is upsetting them that they actually end up performing pretty well when they're able to get out of their own way and press play and go. So the first thing you got to look at for yourself is how has anxiety served you? And then I want you to look really honestly at how it hasn't served you, how it's gotten in your own way, how it's holding you back, how it's keeping you small, and what is the natural consequence that you and your business are sitting in because you haven't gotten your anxiety treated yet. And are you willing to face more uncomfortable moments with the idea being that you won't have to be uncomfortable for long and we are dis- and we're decreasing your discomfort? for uh, a shorter length of time. Because the reality is, is you have been anxious since the day you were born. You have the potential to be anxious until the day you die and nothing will change and you'll keep going on as you do. Or we spend some time and you get more uncomfortable and you face these things that you're uncomfortable with more directly and you confront them and you do the work and you learn the strategy. So you sit in that discomfort for just a bit longer, but you don't necessarily then have 
have it written in the stars that you're going to be anxious for the rest of your life. Because understanding the role that anxiety has played, understanding the ways that it's benefited you and the way it's been a safety net for you and also how it's hurt you will inform what happens next. And I've talked about anxiety before on the show. I know I'm not about to say anything that I haven't said before, but I do think that conversations like this are helpful for organizing the material and getting people set and clear on a plan. And the part of what you need to understand is once you recognize the role it's had in your life, you also have to recognize all of the things and own all of the things you've done in response to anxiety. So what are your avoidant behaviors? What are your prevent defense behaviors? You see anxious situations approaching, so you do X, Y, and Z to avoid the anxious trigger that typically happens with those events. How have you, you know, not done or not shown up for your business in such a way that, um, you know, you've done yourself a disservice. Because if you own that inventory, you can start to one by one start to attack those things and attack those stories. Now, it is my bias and it is my belief that you can't do this work alone because we don't know what we don't know. And if you've had a lifetime of anxious living, then some of this is ingrained body memory. Like you may not even be anxious anymore, but your body is pre-wired to have an anxious response, and you're going to be needing to receive a skill set on how to avoid that. But I do think that this type of work and this kind of conversation can start independently with you by doing some self-awareness, by paying attention to your anxious moments, by looking at your avoidant behaviors, looking at your dodging behaviors, and look at where you successfully confront, you know, sort of successfully confront your fears because you, um, you know, you're investing in a better ending for yourself. So much of this means, you know, reading up on it, learning about it, and deciding you don't want to suffer anymore. Because at the end of the day, if you investigate or have heard about cognitive behavioral therapy, so many people you know, be it coaches, consultants, therapists, utilize cognitive behavioral therapy techniques as a way of intervening with anxiety. It's probably the leading, um, uh, you know, intervention for people who are struggling with anxiety because it means we're identifying our thought, we're identifying what we feel, and we're paying attention to what our behavior is in response. And it's largely our behavior that we're trying to change so that you can show up for your business and you can show up for your life. So you want to pay attention to the triggers, note your thoughts and feelings, and then move thoughtfully towards new actions that get you closer to the life you want to have in the business you want to be running. And that is best guided by a professional. Now you might not, um, you know, see a professional specifically calling themselves out as cognitive behavioral therapists. Um, I don't do that on my website, even though that's my core training and my core approach to my core belief. Um, But you should be able to talk to somebody, tell them that you're struggling with anxiety, be able to describe, you know, how anxiety serves in your life, and you can learn tips and responses for managing it. What I can offer you today 
is a reminder that anxiety and the behaviors that follow anxiety are a form of seeking control. We want the answer. We want to know what's going to happen. We want to be sort of reassured that the story has a good ending and our anxious bubbling thoughts about that or a rush to the ending because we want to make sure we're going to get the ending that we want. What's important for people to learn and remember and for you to pay attention to is that those feelings, partly when you have been managing this since birth, are going to be body memories. They're going to be your automatic response, and we are going to have to create new automatic responses to stimuli and to triggers through repetition. So this isn't something that you can confront in a day and be better. This is something where when you are exposed to your trigger, you have to do a new action differently and consistently and often enough for your body to register and create a new automatic response and a new body memory. Because that anxious feeling and those thoughts and feelings we're having are just energy inside us. And we get to decide what we do with it and how we use it. And so often people use their anxiety trying to sort of confirm and assure themselves of a specific ending. What I like to tell people to do is to channel that energy and tune it to capability because the ending and being able to tell the future still isn't in your control, but what you do in response to how you're thinking and feeling today is entirely within your control. So if you were to use that anxious energy and you were to shift it towards a new action, what would be really helpful for you? What would you benefit from in your life, in your business? How could you show up differently? Look at that for yourself because that is ultimately going to be the intervention, taking the energy that's inside you and moving it differently. Because the reality is, is if you've been anxious since the beginning of time, the idea that we're going to get you to be somebody who doesn't experience any anxiety is, you know, there's a, it's a, it's a slimmer chance, but can we make you less anxious? Can we build your skill set for responding to anxiety differently? Can we help you improve your autonomy and your independence and your sense of ownership over this? Absolutely. And it starts with admitting that you need help. It starts with seeking help. Or if you're not willing to do that and you're not willing to invest in yourself and your business for that, I would, you know, question why, but I would also continue to answer the question for yourself of what are you willing to do instead? How are you going to choose to tackle this beast? Because not having a response and not tackling things clearly isn't working for you because you're still struggling with anxiety. And ultimately, we don't want you to suffer and we don't want you to struggle. I wish I could give you a specific game plan. I wish I could say, first you need to do this, then you need to do this, and then you need to do that. But the reality is, is that it would be irresponsible for me to do so without knowing your personal history. But this is the type of stuff I do day in and day out for business owners. I would happily, you know, you know, get on a call with you and talk about this. So I'm going to put a link to a uh 
a let's talk uh, conversation where, you know, you tell me a little bit more about yourself and I, you know, see how I might be able to help. And we look at, you know, what kind of service I could offer that would help you and alleviate your suffering um, and, and get you on your way and get you out of this because you don't have to accept just because you were born this way. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to quote Gaga, <laughs> Gaga with that, but just because you were born with anxiety doesn't mean you need to continue to live with it. I'll gladly help anybody walk through their specific situation. The more specifics you offer me, the more I can have your back with a specific um, response plan. Gladly would do that for you. If you think it's time to do the work and you're tired of accepting anxiety as your status quo, I'm going to invite you to a let's talk conversation to see how we could work together. If you have a specific issue that you'd like featured on the show and you think others would learn from it, I'm encouraging you to send in your questions. You can find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. Thank you so much for helping me kick off this conversation today. I know we've only just glazed over the sur- surface of it. I know there's more work to do and I'm looking to continue. I'm looking forward to continuing to talk to you going forward. Thank you so much for today. Bye for now.